It really touches on all the great themes. Right. I have no idea. Are you getting emotional that. right now? I, I'm a little choked up because it's a big part of my childhood is Pee-wee's big um, adventure. Yeah. So uh, are we going to talk about anything Absolutely. inspirational? Well, or yeah, we yeah, have been. Well. I mean, <laughs> this may be edited down or this may be its own podcast. It have to be. Um, which is good. It's a, it could be a fun one. It could be a real testing ground to see who really is our true fans. You know, <laughs> sort of a line in the we'll sand. We'll have to hide something at the end. Watch and like, viewership drop. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is about the culture of Vinegar Hill. It is about if the you culture can't, of Vinegar Hill. If you can't take the heat, can't take the heat get, get out, out, of, out of the Sarlacc. Get out of the... <laughs> Get out of the Wampa Cave. It's the New American Storyteller Special Edition, featuring all new scenes you've never seen before, featuring Muppets, lots of CG aliens, Jabba the Hutt, and Tauntauns. For the faint of heart, do not listen to this podcast. For those of you who love nerding out, this is a great podcast to start out with. It's the mashup. Best advice I can give you is use the Force Luke and stay with us. Right now, for today's podcast, we we kind of just talk about where are we finding inspiration these days? What are the things we're reading, watching, listening to that are inspiring us as creatives, as filmmakers, um, as most surprising places imaginable? It's, it's, David, you inspire me. Just stop. Every day, you just inspire me. And you can't it. say this to our listening audience. David is reclined on a lounging chair in his boxers with a cigar hanging out of his mouth. And that inspires me. That's the advantage of radio. Mm-hmm. If I was yeah. on TV, I couldn't do that. No. Yeah, some people say that you have a face for radio. Is that it's, true? Well, I take offense at that. And I will always take offense at that. <sighs> because as my mother said of you, you have a face only a mother could love. Oh, well, at um, least you loved it. Well... So starting off in the world of in the world of of reading, let's start there. Mike rolls his eyes because he's the only one who's been reading as of late. Interesting. I, the I, tables have turned. Usually I'm the one who's David the reader. buys me books which I use to put coffee right. on, which I don't drink. That's chaos theory. That but Jurassic Park obligatory reference. Ooh, you know what we should do? We should have like a two column kind of like you know connect the dot kind of thing where you have. The reference on one side, and then there's a list of, list of the movies on the other side, and you have mm. to sort of match. Sort of a you game. Matching, it matching. is a game. I like that. Right. I, yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in podcast 53, Mike refers to Jurassic Park, mm. and what is the quote he used? And ten he minutes in, you know, you like ten minutes, probably, five right. seconds, the reference that David makes with a different actor's voice. What was the actor from a different movie? What was the line from See, we've the other created movie? a game, you know, some people make simple games like the, you know, Six Steps to Kevin Bacon. Mm, we been over Hill steps. and the New More American Storytellers, Six Degrees, whatever. We make up games where we we mash up references, change voices, change characters. This is where we find inspiration. We're we're supposed to be talking about, you know, the stuff we've been reading. I don't read. I don't watch movies. I just Mash up and quote. Well, we watch movies. a lot of trailers, right? So, okay, take a take a Lando Calrissian line. Then. Yeah, take a Lando Calrissian line. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just give you a Lando Calrissian line. Well, I thought you. Uh, I was gonna say you up. Oh, oh okay. So give me a, a, a Lando Calrissian line. So uh, well, you could you could slip in the. Uh, it's it's so hard to explain. No, 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 this is good. It's, no, it's, it's, okay, okay, it's so more like 125 degrees. And, and. Right. So you take that. Right. And then match it up. You still want chance to say that. Right, right, right. But then you change it. And then here we go, here we go, here we go. Ready, here we go, here we go. What do they got in there, King Kong? <laughs> See, that's a mashup right there. Right, that's yes. a very, that's, yes. that's a. Now, what is the mashup? Shepard, what is the oh, mashup? Star Wars and Jurassic Park. Which, well, technically, Empire Strikes Back. See, so again, you're learning, though. You're learning. <laughs> yes. Uh, not, yes. To, not to be a stickler for details. Um, or, or uh, you know, you know, like, for example, we could be in a debate about something. 
you know, you and I could be fighting about. They're something. trying to kill Han. There's still a chance to save Han. Now that's George Lucas, not Kermit or the Frog. Very hard to tell. That's where the game gets difficult. So, is, are you imitating George Lucas or Kermit the Frog or Irving Kirshner? Well, I think it was actually not Kermit, but specifically or Irving, Berlin. specifically uh, Jim Henson. See, th- that's that's where things get <laughs> right, right, dicey. Right, 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 right. It's advanced level. When you when you get into Irving Kirshner, George Lucas, Jim Henson, Kermit the Frogland, that's advanced right. level. And Ernie and Bird. No, no. See, so the, 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 David the, Bowie. David Bowie. Let's talk about David Bowie. Talk about a source of inspiration uh, for me. He's such a diva. We all love him. We've all hung out. I was hanging out with David Bowie the other day in Tucson, and I I said, "What is the plight of the British man in film?" And he went on, he went off, and he said from one Irishman to another, you know, that... There we go. Right there, was, that was layered. Yeah. That you was mashup upon mashup. Well, no one's on. even going to... Like, you couldn't decode that. If, if you're anybody listening, knows what that means... Oh. See, that is where... See, people have wanted, people have long asked. Uh, we get an email at least, you know, once every five years. Uh, you know, people clamoring to get inside Vinegar Hill. What is the Vinegar Hill culture? And this show, this is... This is, this is about actually, as well, inside as it gets. It's, it's an announcement today. We are starting, I, I think now's a good time to announce. Sort of a diet plan plus reading schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, we're starting, even beyond that, we're starting a reality TV show. Sort of a TLC, right. you know, you know, Vinegar and My Oatmeal is the name of the show. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's edgy. It's about the drama, the backroom dealings at Vinegar Hill. So you're sort of getting an inside scoop. Vinegar we, soup right, for the, the chicken soul. For the chicken soul. Right. Vinegar soup for the chicken pot pie soul. Right. Um... <laughs> So yeah, so there's the mashup. See, we've already we've already digressed, but I think we've we've reached a, a higher truth, a deeper truth. And really, mm-hmm. if you wanna if you wanna submit your application to Vinegar Hill, what you should really bulk up on, and this is the this is the reading and diet. Plan. Now we've reading, never reading, we've, watching. We've, we've, we've we've never told anyone this. So no, this, this is the first this time. Is, yeah, it's been public. Not if you seen, told me this, I'd probably have a much better edge. Well, yeah, you would have had a better edge. As not seen on TV, mozzarella sticks, mozzie right. sticks. And if if you come in here saying I eat moz- mozzarella sticks, you're out. You're out. You're out. It's mozzie sticks. It's a mozzie stick. All right, we know you're right. faking already. Right. Right. Then you because you know what you're gonna be. You're gonna be a dog. You're gonna be like a dog. See, I did it again. Like a dog. I did. It again. See, that was a, that was a, nice see? And a mashup. I was quoting Batman Begins. <laughs> right. While you're talking about Moxie but it's taking me two years to get this. So, but it, no, it, 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 you can't. It's, this is no yo-yo diet. You can't just like you know come in and come out right. whenever you want. It's commitment. Right. It's commitment. It's steady. It's steady. It's a steady right, watching. Right, right. Here's what it is, folks. If you want to know how you can get in on the ground floor at the New American Storytellers at Vinegar Hill, here's what it is. It's a steady watching of. Movies and finding obscure references and connections. But it's all about connecting. So, you know, I might connect, I might connect Tauntauns, I thought they smelled bad on the outside, with they do move in herds, Jurassic Park, with, you know, jumping over here to, you know, begged like a dog, Batman begins to, then you're gonna love me. Dark Knight, you know, right, it's, it's, right. it's a, you never it's a, it's know a web. Well, it, it gets it's really a, fun. It's a finely tuned spider's web. Right, exactly. And Another reference. Reference yep, to absolutely. our own movie, and that's when you know you've reached. But Nirvana, when you start referencing your own work. That's true. <laughs> that's actually start to lose points, I think, in the big picture. But there's no real referee to this game, mm-hmm. which is why it's so much fun. And why it's so exclusive. So people think it's, it's like polo. You know, it's it's hundred percent movies. No. 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 Never. No. It's 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 making of probably eighty to ninety percent. Movies are just or movies are the easy thing. Your interviews from like yeah. exactly some absolutely behind crazy the scenes exactly. behind the scenes interviews really. We we watched Labyrinth maybe I I finished I, it maybe once I've attempted I to watch it like three times. David never finished it. Uh, starring David Bowie, directed by mm. Jim Henson and David and Bowie. If you if you watch well, the yeah, uh, and supposedly the George Lucas was somehow. 
puppet mastering, but we're not. <laughs> I think that's part of the myth. He's um, never um, really around that much. Right, except in, except the, in the credits. Yes, and on the trailer. Yeah. Master of myth. Right, so, but, yeah, Forger a, a thick, heavy, rich diet of making ofs and interviews. Right, good making ofs. Episode one, the making of. Must, that's a must watch. If you're right. listening to the New American Storytellers and you want to know what makes Vinegarill tick, what is their magic, what's their je ne sais quoi, making of... The episode one. The stars of Star Wars. Stars the of Star DVD, Wars. Now, DVD. that is obscure. Can you get it on Amazon? Mike, ah, Chef will put a link if you can. I think I actually did. That's where I got you it. You need to get stars. the stars of Star Wars. It, will, it is the best last Deserving ever of have. a blog post, It's not going sure. it it to be a one-click buy Amazon. You know? Absolutely you're not. Getting, you're not, not. getting, you're not getting downloaded. It's not prime. Imported from the UK. It is. We might find it. Basically, anything we reference, Chef will try to find oh, clips on YouTube so that you can know. At least this. Because you got to know that these... Um, the making of Labyrinth. Absolutely. The, 19, the 1987 edition. The high bit rate edition. Right, the 87 edition, not the new special 20th anniversary, which is gold in its own right. right and it's got a special edition of Firewall. Uh, special, well, that is... <laughs> Firewall. Uh, yes. Yes, Firewall. Absolutely. I don't think it was ever a special edition. I think it was the only special feature. The only on edition. The right. Yeah. If anyone out there listening actually saw Firewall... Put that on your resume. That's gonna that's gonna bump you ahead sure. of the competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like saying in your resume like you're fluent in Excel. Right. Or saying on your well, no, because everyone's fluent in Excel. In Excel. No, it's well, like, that's true. That's it's like saying lie. on your resume like you went to Harvard. You speak bocce. There are openings available Look, right now right, right for those now, who speak right bocce. Right now. Right now. Yep. Each of the members of Vinegar Hill has a strength. A forte. A forte. We so, spent years yes. studying. Mine yeah. would be Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I'm right. I, I'm I'm fluent in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Joe's never allowed to watch, so I, I, it's a little bit of a black hole. Right. <sighs> Shepard, Lord of the Rings quotes probably well, could Lord shoot Rings, us out of the water. Lord of the Rings sound effects and Shep is uh, in his uh, own oh, no. league. Uh, <laughs> the Ring Wraith. I mean, this is this show is turning <laughs> oh. into something we never thought it would be. I practiced that for a very, very now, long. Long time. Well, Shep quotes. can do Shep. Well, and quotes. I mean, Shep is is. There's <laughs> times. All around. I wouldn't think of Shep normally as a, a nerd per se. Um, maybe other things, but not a nerd. But then when Lord of the Rings starts coming out, the references start to ooze out of every pore of his body, and yes. at some point, a a ring wraith scream. Will happen. Well, thankfully, no, they're few no, and far between. Can you do one right now in no, the air? No, Can you do one right now in the air? Do you have what it takes? And I don't I, want it. We're in close proximity here no. in the sound booth. This and also, Chef does a, a wretched Gollum impersonation. Oh, no. It's, See, I'm not it's doing bad. any of these on the air. It's bad. Just it's better it. to leave it to their imagination. No, just leave it to your imagination. No, I think, I think it needs. I mean, this, is, this, this episode is called, you know, this is Vinegar Hill Unedited, Vinegar Hill Raw. And I get to edit it. Well, but the thing Vinegar is, it's not uncompressed, uncompressed, high bitrate edition. High, right. And what does it say about all the other editions? Right, low bitrate. Should they have? Is, what's the difference in price between the low bitrate? You know, for savvy consumers, right. who are out there at the stores, you know, buying, you know, for their their kid at Christmas, do they go for? Do they spring for the high? Bit See rate now again. Well, what, was is, the, what was that? It, it was super bit though. Was that was the. The marketing phrase. I think well, it was. Yeah, was it super? They, bit? Well, yeah. they, no, but they said the high bit rate edition, but it was like the, on the top of it was like super bit, which yeah, it corny. It, well, it's dumb for everybody. First, consumers don't understand what the heck that means, and people, I don't people, know. People, I'm a people, filmmaker. I don't no, understand what a bit rate is. Well, and well, super bit. Anybody who knows anything about computer programming, like, like there's no such thing as a super bit, super bit. <laughs> Or a super bite, for that or matter. Now, now I want to go back. I want to go back, because we're talking about our fortes. Super bite. Um, so, yeah, we all have our okay, fortes. Well, what's Mike's forte? Well, I think Star Wars might Star be, Wars. sort of be the leader in sort of Star Wars research. And I'm I, talking, we're talking, you know, 
canon and extra canonical mm. work. Right, right, right. Which, which is, like, I've read The Silmarillion probably mm. three times. Yeah. But see... Probably not something I'd normally admit, especially which, on a first date. Yeah, which is good, but well, still, J.R. Tolkien touched it. He did like, touch it. We're Somehow. talking about, if you were into, like, and you probably were, well, fan fiction, continuing, no, continuing did not read, universe. I will sure, I did not read any fan fiction. Was there a lot of Lord of the Rings fan fiction? Yeah, well, I actually wrote some. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you lied. Okay, well... <laughs> he wrote it, even better. But you're in, Mike is into, is it's a I rare form of research. It's It's very... At uh, the University of, of Prague, actually, you have a, a, a position well, a in ex- extra canonical Star Wars literature. Right. Um, you know, we're talking. What are we talking here? We're talking Timothy Zahn. Absolutely. We're talking tales of the bounty hunters, correct? Oh the, yeah, all the tales. All the tales of the bounty hunters. Yeah, plenty of plenty of early sort of Jedi Knight literature before the prequels. Right. So Pre- like, they were completely Sith. different. Was Sith even a it's it came up in there someplace before the pre- I don't know where there because that's that's the question I have is when did Sith because I don't remember I could be crazy but I don't remember Luke Darth or Palpatine Darth. ever Darth. ever First name basis. Darth. Refer- uh, Darth and I are tight I don't remember them ever referencing the Sith I mean am I wrong am I wrong somebody correct me if you're listening gonna... is there an original in the in the I'm not talking prequels I'm not talking fan fiction not, not the books that were written after not the, the books were that made. were right exactly I'm talking the original source material that as a purist I think we're all originalists in our in our study of theatrical Star Wars. Editions. Uh, the theatrical editions. Or machete. Is there a reference to, um, I haven't seen that yet, no, looking forward to it. it. Is there a reference to the Sith? And I, I would say no. I would argue, uh, Yana, that there's not a I reference. I think, it doesn't make it in the films, but I think that it was in George's note, side mind. notes, okay. which of course, okay. all those became his million dollar, multi-million dollar franchise. Empire, right. So there was Pod Sith. Races. There were references to Sith. Certainly. There, okay. okay. And they leaked out onto other literature and mm. developed their life of their own mm-hmm. to the point where now you can buy and I forward this to you. I, I saw you a can, $59.95, correct? On I, Amazon. I, yeah, there might be a deal because I think it was even more expensive than that. You can get this Sith little trainer or book that's concealed uh, with special Sith artifacts within this folding, strange, like a... Pyramid? Sort of a Chinese yeah, kind of like a... Pyramid kind that of thing. That is heresy. Is is heresy really right? And there. It, you can unfold it and like have, uh, I guess, Sith experiences. Let's. I mean, I think we need to go there right now because we're there. Because we're there. Like the being prequels. called Annie as a kid is that a Sith well, experience? That's. I mean, I think that's <laughs> one of the many reasons why Anakin Sith experience. Yeah, just watching the, the just watching the prequels is a Sith. I'd go to the dark side too. We're no longer talking about what's inspiring us. We're talking about what really inspires us. Well, right. sometimes you have to be inspired by the bad as much as the good. That, well, and you've that said that be, many times, David. I, I have. Stephen I, King. I don't remember the quote, but it was good. Mm-hmm. It was a good quote. I um, think it's on our wall. It is on our wall. So we've kind of just spent the last half an hour talking about references and mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the importance for a filmmaker and a storyteller to have that bevy, that well. Right. With which to be able to draw upon freely. Draw and drink. drink it's identity. Deep. If you think about it, like mm-hmm. it's it's a deep well from which you draw, I, it's how you mm. identify yourself. It's how you mm. how you communicate and come across. Right, David, right. you would not be the same person if it was not for Pee Wee Herman and his deep influence Absolutely. on your work. Uh, well, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I'm not a Pee Wee purist. I was not <laughs> a fan good. of the show. I was not a fan of Pee Wee under the uh, big top. It's right. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pivotal time in my life. You know, mm. it's. Um, Really touches on all the great themes. Right. I have I no idea. Are you getting emotional right now? I'm, I'm a little choked up because it's a big part of my childhood. Is Pee Wee's big um, adventure? Like I want. I would love to see. I mean, if there's any 
brave souls out there who can decode this episode. Mm. Find the references. Uncover the Phantom Menace. Uncover well, there's it's something elusive, really. Um, <laughs> what is that? What's this? A local. A local. Since when did the Jedi begin to hate locals so much? Like, I mean, it's pretty amazing. The there's disdain. Some heavy duty racism going right, on. Right, right. What's this? A local. And that was okay. In those days, I mean, that was that's a I, realistic representation of those times. Of I mean, the Jedi culture and the Coruscant the, culture. As my aunt um, from England, she says. We watched Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Why was Luke so dull? He is. See, that's the only thing I can give. I can, the only connection I can make is maybe when you become a Jedi, you like just get so. Boring. At what point did mm. it become sort of monk-like to become a Jedi? I'm not sure because like the whole ascetic lifestyle, the whole like no the love. The whole wow, the love, no marriage. Since it is, it is forbidden for Jedi to love. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. It is also forbidden for Jedi to have really stupid conversation on crates in a digital set. <laughs> I wish um, it was forbidden for them to have that. Yeah, well, mm. it's not. It's you know, forbidden it, for Jedi to have compassion. Well, I will say, in, in defense of your aunt, Luke, his arc is good in Absolutely. the sort of the arc of, of coming to terms with his father. He's However, growing up. He does get pretty sort of morose and a little bit sort of pessimistic, you know, sort of the idealistic Luke of, of A New Hope is. By Return of the Jedi, he is pretty pessimistic. I shouldn't have come. I'm endangering the mission. You're a crazy kid. <laughs> it is, it, and then Han, of course, is a little, little batty. Little bit batty! Yeah. In Return of the Jedi, but you And can, Leia's a little bit can, dull as well. Well, yeah, she, she breaks down. She she's does. all emotional. She Where's the spunky spitfire? Yeah, the one yeah. who would say, expected to find you holding Vader's leash. <laughs> I recognize your foul stench when I was brought on board. The one that Who, called, the where's one, the spite? She the she one that refers up. to Han as Flyboy. Right. Yeah. Flyboy. Flyboy, which another great film. Um, Flyboys. Mm-hmm. Flyboys. Yeah. Where is that? Where is that? Where is the my? What a what a wonderful smell you've discovered. Get this walking highness. carpet out of my way. Yeah. Does she say that you stuck up, scruffy looking when she herder. when she gets surrounded or gets gunpoint? you know, hostage of that one measly uh, speeder bike guy right? Uh, in the woods. Like, you'd expect her to put up a little bit more of a fight at that right. point. Here's, here's a question I have about Return of the Jedi is, um, why is everyone so afraid of the Ewoks? Like, when, when they find themselves in the net and then the net drops, do you have you know, Ewoks in this park? That's pretty Ooh, good. That was good. That was good. That was a point for you. Mash very up, well. Very well up, played. Yeah. But why, is, I mean, they have, like, little spears. They're not even scary spears. They're, like, like they have, like, you know, rocks that they got out of some mm. creek bed that they just, you know, taped to their sticks. You know, why is their eyes are like a bunch up. of teddy bears. Well, I mean, it's just weird that they, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, sort of like hobbits, you know, from the smallest of things come the greatest of warriors, mm. Mulan. Yeah, Very um, true. That was a mashup right there. It's, uh, well, I, I think I just made that up. I don't think it's a real reference to well, it. Well, it's <laughs> it. As, as the Ewok culture says, and I believe this is a rough translation. Translation. Well, it's a hard. It's a very hard to translate from e- Ewokian to English. Absolutely, but it's I something some closer kindred to the Munchkin land. Well, so something of, they say. Uh, they I'll, sing. I'll make a that. man out of you is actually a rough translation of the whole Nub Nub song. Right. I'll make a man out of you. Right. Which goes back to Mulan, which is really ultimately why, after being translated, was cut from and replaced with generally sweeping score. Exactly. It. It was. You know. This. And again. We all have our area of expertise. Kind of little-known story. 
was when Return of the Jedi came out in 83, the Ewok community was infuriated by the Nub Nub song at the end of Return of the Jedi. It was interpreted Pro- as being extremely racist. Well, it, and, and it, rightly so. It, it was, take it, was it up, the, take it up with the tribal council. The Ewok community was furious when it came out. <laughs> right. And, you know, there was, there was one lawyer. Well, they didn't have the, much representation back then. They didn't. And, and it was, it was actually that case, uh, uh, Endor versus Lucas, um, that really brought that issue to the forefront. That's um, why we have our freedoms today. Well, it's, it's, it's why Ewoks are now you know, some of the most respected business leaders in the world. Well, you'll notice they're, they're absent from the, the prequels Well, yeah, and well. for the right reason. Right. I mean, it was, it was a total... Lucas tried to do a goodwill gesture and you know, offered them a role, bit role, albeit. Uh, and mm. you know, the president, uh, the actually Wicket's son ironically, who is now sort of the tribal leader of the Ewok community, said, no, you treated my dad. And that's, you, they made, they I cut a the deal. I heard the Gungans just paid Lucas off. Well, the Gungans were the next in line. Well, the Gungans sort of... are, are proud of their contribution, I right. think, to the well, film. I mean, it showed it showed a, a poor Gungan from the lower class making his way to the Senate floor. That was based on a true story. You do have to respect that. I think right. you have to say... Did he know, make good decisions? Well, history will tell. History will tell. I think history has already said no... You know, some of the Gungan literature out there now, I don't know how much you guys keep up with Gungan literature, is sort of repainting Jar Jar's time on the Senate floor. You said Jar Jar Binks. Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Well, the one thing that's, that's curiously absent at this point, at least, in history is mm. the the Ewoks cut a deal with Lucasfilm to do a couple spinoff films mm. after. Actually, exactly. I, the Gungans I actually have saw yet. one of those films. Right. Uh, it, was a, it was an animated film. Well, there's the animated version. There's right. also the Ewok Adventure. Right, right. There are two uh, of those. Then there was, was, a, there was, was another. A, I can't remember. There's the Ewok Strongly adventure. featuring the two droids. Well, it C-3PO was... C-3PO and R2-D2. Uh, or C-3PO. And that's the question. Was it just a backroom dealing? Was it, you know, Lucas trying to buy them off? You know, was the question at the time. And I think you have to say there was. I think they were originally offered a multi-picture deal. And then they found out they were only in the last film. Right. Which right. had been it cut was, out of. Right. It was, well, it just it was deemed sort of implausible that they'd be a survive on the Hoth planet. Right. That's mm-hmm. why there's not a lot of locals there, as the Jedi would say. Right. It, there's more sort of the Wampa, well, who has his own sort of history. It's amazing. Tauntaun. Well, it's amazing when you go and you look at sort of the Wampa community, the Tauntaun communities. There's, there's a whole They're bivy. They're demonized. Well, and there's a bivy of, I mean, you They're should not look at... They're not known for being particularly bright. Well, but when you go and you look at the cases, there is lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit against Lucasfilm from the Tauntaun community, from the Wampa community, from Which is the Tusken Raider community, who is, mm-hmm. you know, the, portrayed as violent, tribal, you know... And faceless. And faceless. Faceless beings, when in reality they have a, a thriving art culture, they have a thriving political system. Mm-hmm. The human rights issues have been pushed further in the in the Tuscan community than uh, in the any Tuscans, other. Are they community. raiders? Yeah, they're or not. Are they gatherers? No, it's their their actual name is Tuscan gatherers. But of course, mm-hmm. it made for better cinema to have them Tuscan right, raiders right. and have you know people, not even Tuscan raiders, they didn't even offer them the role. Prance around in, in outfits. It didn't even right. look like tribal, you know. It's, it's just a sad story. In the lawsuits, Lucas don't, doesn't talk about those. Lucas doesn't talk about the, the list of offenses. To the Lucas's truth. credit, I mean, he's gone back, and you can sort of see the changes. He's, he's put them back in. He's, he's, he's put in some Tuscan Raiders into some other scenes. You know, notably. Well, episode two. Episode two. Yeah, absolutely. And you he know. shows the children. He shows There's the There's a wives. human side. You yeah. know, and who's mm-hmm. the bad guy in those scenes? Right. 
Anakin. Well, it, it's not the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, it's dem- and they're not called Tuscan Raiders right, anymore. Right, they're right. Tuscans. The pe- I mean, you know. and to his credit, again, I mean, he, uh, you know, the Wookiee community had nothing but good things to say mm-hmm. about Lucas, to the point where they were strongly featured in, in Revenge of the Sith, which I think speaks to Lucas's credit of just being a forward thinker in in bringing the plight of the working Wookiee to the the, the people. And which is it really, to, it's, I think, time, history will look back and say that Revenge of the Sith was really the, you know, it was a prime example, really the first foray into representation yeah. of the Wookiee people. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a watershed moment. I think, you know, in I've spent a lot of time in various Wookiee communities. It's true. And, and they all speak about that as, you know, for the first time we had a voice. You know what I mean? For the first time we weren't just seen as, you know, Han's stupid little sidekick. Right. But we were Tonto. seen... Yeah, exactly. We were seen as real... A legitimate you know, force of nature. A legitimate force of nature that to could be, be reckoned stopped, To be reckoned mm-hmm. with. I mean, even from the headdresses that George Lucas featured so prominently mm-hmm. to the, the hierarchical order of the Wookiee community. There's no... The technology weaponry. and, you know, sophistication. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's... Oh, a bow. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, of course... And again, that was a realistic depiction of the working Wookiee in 1977. Next week on the show, we have an interview actually with uh, the primary uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex from Jurassic Park who Mm -hmm. is currently pursuing a lawsuit against Steven Spielberg. Interesting story. As well as Um, a side story on the education system at Naboo. So we got great things coming up. Next week, uh, also an exclusive interview with one of Padme's handmaidens uh, about the weapons kept in the royal Some real chambers. Uh, really revealing stuff. There. Right There's, underneath the royal throne. Right, exactly. The inside story, you've entered the no-spin zone, and you're spinning out. Spinning, that's a good trick. Thanks for being a podcast listener. If you haven't checked out our website, be sure to do so. It's newamericanstorytellers.com. And uh, send us an email at podcast at newamericanstorytellers.com and tell us what you think of our episode. Give us any ideas for our future episodes and subscribe here and often.